we are literally going to call our session. Hey, we're live. We're, we're not live. We're recording. Yeah, we're recording. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another special edition of Surf and Sales Podcast. I'm Scott Lease, along here with my wife, Janet Lease. My good friend, Richard Harris, is out there in Moraga, California with his lovely wife, Kathy. Say hi, Richard and Kathy. So We didn't even hear you. <laughs> that was the worst hello ever. Well, it's all right. Whatever. So the whole reason, we've talked about this for a while, but it took us a couple of cocktails in to get our wives to show up and do this. So um, true. that's the whole point. Um, that's how good a salespeople we are. We, we don't need to ask you. So, the, but the point of this was, what's it like, Janet, to live with a sales guy like Scott? How much does he sell you on a daily basis? Not as much as he used to, but yeah, it's improving. But, but, but now I know Scott, he's still selling you as much as he used to. He's just worn you down. Well, maybe I've improved. Janet's too smart for that. No, it's, I, see, <laughs> I see it more now, so I tell him to stop. You do? Jeez. When was the last time you told him to stop? Last week. What did, do you remember what it was? I don't know, but I, I'm impressed that it's been a week since I got, <laughs> I got popped. That's pretty good. I think. Well, no, it's just more if it's like something I really don't want. If it's something I already want, then I'm just going to go with it. It just, he makes it sound but that's good. normal. But that's but, but, a buyer's but, journey right there. Yeah. But that's, but that's normal. Like there's always parts of the marriage where like somebody wants one thing, like Kathy and I just did this the other day. She's like, we're going to redecorate the house all in white. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like I don't do white. Like it means I have to be more mindful of like what I spill. And yeah. so we heard that too. Do you remember what the negotiation is? What's the negotiation? Everything's white, but the office. No, that's one of them. <laughs> But what did we say about the bedspread? I said we could have a white bedspread if no dog. If the dog can be on it. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> if the dog never goes on this it. Is, this is no, she does. She sleeps on. I said I will acquiesce to the white, but if I hear one complaint about how dirty it gets, we're done. Yeah, we're going back to something else. So we have a blanket on it. So we have a blanket on it. So that was yeah. that's a negotiate like. This is what it takes in life, people. This Feels is like, like compromise. straight up negotiation. Kathy, do you feel like you're on equal footing in terms of salesmanship with your husband, having been married to him for all these years and been practicing against him and with him all this time? Yes, I know when he's therapizing me. Oh, yeah. What's, the, what's like his tell? What's the giveaway? It's a tone. It is a can you can you try to nail the tone? So much of sales is about tone. Yeah, I just say don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but what, he wants to know what do I say? How do I sound well, when I, I say things? I mean, it's hard to describe that, but it's just it's a feeling, it's a tone, it's a moment. Scott starts storytelling. When I'm selling, like yeah. Once I start selling, I start telling a story. Yeah. Yeah. Like what though? It's like, like it's a performance. If there's more of a, a performative piece to it. Well, that I know about Scott. I've watched him perform. When he goes into Scott mode, and for people who have known Scott, watched Scott, seen Scott, learned from him, there's definitely performance mode, but and and truthfully, he's really good at it. Mm -hmm. like, he's good. He's like, good. it's inspiring. Yeah. So, I, but I can also imagine what's it like. I get mad. Wait, no, you did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually want to. It, it's too late. Moment. 
I feel like she just admitted that sometimes I win an argument. Oh, of course. You've won many. So, so what, how do you know when Scott's in selling mode, Janet? Stories. Yeah, he's start. I mean, it's, it sounds like a story. Like, it's really, it like is captures it a, your attention. But is it a long story or a to the point story, concise, tight? <laughs> um, I don't like this is taking you so long to answer. No, it, yeah, it's, you're not a long storyteller. No, it's not. It's, it's short. So, it just, but it builds quickly and, and the answer becomes very clear. This it's is a very, good, this it's is very a good clear. thing. The, the, <clears throat> the, the, like the obvious answer is X. What if it's an answer you didn't agree with begin, in the beginning? Does that frustrate you then? Does it bother you that he's like, damn it, he did it again? Only if later I realize I don't like the answer, that I don't like X and I really want to be. <laughs> right. But then I'll just Buyer's come back remorse. and be like, yeah, no, I don't like, I, you know, I really love it. Right. Good try. It was a good try. Good effort. What is it like, Kathy, having your traveling sales trainer, consultant guru home all the time and not in Serbia or St. Louis or South Carolina or all these other places he goes? Of which only one of the two of those places I've been. Well, I got, uh, one. I got one right. The others yeah. is a matter of time, probably. I think at the very beginning, it was tough uh, when we were living in San Francisco and then here. Um, and then over the years, we have figured out to make it work. Yeah, we talk, we talk a lot about, um, I think one of the things we talk about a lot too is like when I'm gone and when I come back, we, before I get back, we talk about what's the re-entry plan. Like, what does she need help with? Where do I need to come in? Right. Um, oh, yeah. You have that conversation before you get home. Before you. Well, because we've had some issues that yeah. when yeah. everything is so busy, it's just kind of checked out and I'm distant. Saying, I'm saying that's super, it's super really smart. smart. We didn't do that mm -mm. when I was. Joking. Yeah. Like we we the the challenge for me, like on a business level and a life level, is that when I go go away and travel, there's all this other stuff that kind of gets backed up. So when I come back you know there's a desire that oh you've been gone from monday to thursday well friday you're not working are you right and that's a fair request like it's a totally unfortunately that's not sort of how the business world works right so we figured out that that was our problem and we started talking about re-entry and i've done a, i've tried to do a better job of when i come back to say to not schedule stuff that week so they can be around sometimes it's simple stuff sometimes it's like I'll get up and just get the boys ready for school and get them out the door and make lunches and stuff so that Kathy can have 45 extra minutes in the bed after being on solo journey for the last four days. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. and Kathy, that's a lot, right? Like that's a huge moment. Yeah. Um, and that's the easy thing for me to do. Right. So, but having that re-entry discussion is, is definitely something we've gotten better at. I think. Don't yeah. You? Smart. Yeah. So, um, and then there are times I miss stuff too. Like that's the bad stuff. Like as I miss certain things because I'm traveling. So yeah. it's hard for me. It's hard for the boys, but you know, it's a balance because on one hand I'm not around for certain things, but then when I'm around, I'm around, I'm around on a regular basis when the kids come home from school, I'm around to help get them out the door in the morning or say hello. Like I'm not like jetting off on BART to get to work it, in the city is it, every day. Is it, getting, is it getting weird yet? How long he's been home straight? Kathy? Um, 
I mean, with the homeschooling, I mean, we're homeschooling right now, which is definitely more his thing than my thing. I just, Cheers. Have, I do, he, I think you enjoy it a little bit more. Well, I think it fits into what I do. Like I'm, I sort of naturally do teach people. It's what I do, right? Yeah. So it's easy it's for me to sort of jump in. It's easy for me to jump in and take over. We, in fact, we had this conversation today is that it's, for me, it's easy for me to kind of come in and be the manager of the team of two boys, but I'm not the only manager. I got someone who's of an equal partner and I can't just sort of do it my way. I got to like make sure it feels comfortable to Kathy and by all means, Kathy does more of it than I do in a lot. Honestly. Like I just, she's, cause I'm trying to work during the day. So. Right. He just, you help set it up and. And then I go and put the tone through. Yeah. And then, but then she's sort of executing day in and day out on it. And that's, so it's not like my way or the highway kind of thing from a management perspective, like Scott, you and I are used to. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so, I mean, how about, so that, that's what it's for me. That's what it's like. I think I may have dominated Kathy's answer. Yes, you did. <laughs> and that is what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our world. Yeah. Hello to our reality. <laughs> How about you guys? So, so Janet, when Scott decided to become a consultant, right? Like this was back in September, November, October, November. We were talking about this. We, and look, you know, you and I have been telling him. Kathy's even been telling him for years. Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Go do this consulting thing, right? What was your biggest shock to the system for him, for you? Um, I don't know. I just thought it was awesome. I've just been waiting for him to do his own thing. What, what do you think took him so long? <clears throat> confidence is my first answer. And not that Scott lacks confidence. It's not like confidence and ability. It's confidence that um, that there would be companies that would come, stay, you know, ask for more right. services. Like um, that, that maybe that there was enough of a need, or that he could have enough, you know, influence and clout that he'd be kind of known and wouldn't have to hustle quite so hard or you that, know was that are you describing what he was concerned about or are you describing what you're you were concerned about oh scott i wasn't concerned yeah so what do you guys feel about the next six months in this industry that's a great question um i vacillate back and forth between oh my gosh you know how are we gonna have any business coming our way and holy crap, everyone on planet Earth might reach out to us mm -hmm. because they need extra help. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> like if they don't go under, they're gonna be knocking. Yeah, the door. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm, it's, I don't really know. I, I can tell you I've had moments in the last week and a half, two weeks where I'm like, oh my God, I, I'm working more now than I was before all this started. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've had a couple other moments where I'm like, well, I better enjoy this right now because in four to six months, I don't know what's going to happen. I might not have anybody that I'm, uh, <clears throat> you know, working with right now. So I'm trying not to fixate on that stuff, to be honest with you, and, and trying to just um, 
do as many new and creative kind of things as I can, whether it's finish my book, like I'm halfway through now. Um, you know, Richard and I are doing this webinar in the middle of the day. I did this virtual happy hour, um, business happy hour last night. We've done meetings like this with some of our other friends, just like anything I can do to kind of stay relevant, if you will, and, and contribute and add, give back and add value. Um, I, but I really, you know, I don't know, you know, I, I, you know, me, you guys both know me, like I'm very short term kind of pessimistic and worried and, and anxious and long term inside. I'm like, it doesn't really matter either way. I'm going to be okay. You know? Yeah. What about I think you? a lot of, what about you? Do, you? do you feel the same way about the, so it, the next six months for people like us? So that's Lola. Um, Yes, but it's different, right? Like, you you know, you and I have this conversation all the time of that our business models are different, right? My business model has mostly been built around me being out in front of people, being on stage and sort of delivering training. Scott, you purposely didn't build your model yeah. that way. Yeah. Right. And, um, and I'm having to adjust more towards your model than you are to mine. Um, I think the one the one place where there's a an advantage for me is I've actually gone and built the online portal, right? Where people sure. can go in. And you you have a lot of content out there, yeah, yeah. So I have I have something that's viable to that, um, and to support it. What so I, I think a couple of things are gonna what we're gonna come out of this learning are one, um, how much better is online training than real live training? Can you do online and coaching at a scale? which I think we know we can, and it's going to force people to figure it out. And so like, you know, you know, you and I were texting earlier about some specials around some stuff I'm doing with training, with training and online and stuff. But I think that'll be a big piece out of it. And a bigger issue will become our company is going to realize like, holy shit, we don't need to pay for this office space. I right. Like, like, the real estate and the business real estate industry could take a massive change, particularly in the sales startup world where it's like now that people have cracked the code on work from home. And, that, mm -hmm. and that's your industry, Kathy, right. commercial real estate. Mm -hmm. right? right. Cause Kathy and that people who don't know. How do you, Kathy, what do you, what do you think? What do you, what is keeping you up at night or what has got you drooling in terms of opportunity in the commercial real estate world? I think the long game for the real estate is going to be okay. Um, a lot of my real estate are um, big apartment buildings. Um, like we have a big horn mobile home park. Um, so I think in the long term, I think in the short term, a lot of people aren't going to be able to pay rent. Um, for the commercial buildings, I don't know. I think that there's still going to be a lot of people that need connection, want connection, and that's how their business works. Um, but for tech startups, probably, you know, I think our generation knows how to do it. I think, um, I don't know. I still think that there's teams that need to be, they want a place to go and get everyone together to yeah. connect physically. I, I can easily see the business buildings becoming like every other floor is an apartment and every other floor is a business. Just and like inter inter interweaving the work-life thing even even deeper. Even more so that, hey, gosh, you know, if I have, you know, and again, it, it, it's the right person um, and the right type of mentality of like, oh, wow, you know, I can work from my home or I can go down to the office, which is four floors below. Um, 
but it'll be interesting because I think I think that will come out of places more like New York than it will out of San Francisco, mm-hmm. right? Where there are high rises of office buildings and high rises of apartments. So like I could see the commercial people being like, I'm not going to build another apartment building. I'm going to go buy a business office. Like, like if all of a sudden the Chrysler building becomes, you know, sold and you know, you're a residential person, you can go, wow, I could do half commercial, half residential. And I don't know the numbers. I'm sure somebody's already done these, this math at some point. Right. But I could see that shifting. Yeah. Um, we have a few and, of those kind of buildings in Austin where like the first five to 10 floors are business offices and the next 20 are condos and whatnot. Yeah. But why would, but now why wouldn't they also go and put a CVS on the third floor? Right. Why wouldn't they go and put, he's talking about putting like a drugstore inside right. the building in a way. Right. Yeah, but then there, then there's only a thousand people that are going to go use that CVS. I just don't see it happening. I disagree because CVS wouldn't put one in every building on every block. They put one on every three build. Like it'll be an interesting, like same thing. Like we do see it in Whole Foods. Like I'm sorry, we do see it in San Francisco, south of Market. The real estate you see is they're building these high rises and places for people to live. But on the first floor, guess what? There is there's a Whole Foods Market. Right. Because they know that not only will the people who live in the building come, but so will everybody within a two or three block radius for Whole Foods or even more. Right. So it's that's the that's what I see in the commercial space. So, I still think I mean, I think overall there's still going to be a lot of companies that want the connection that want the creativity of thinking something right next to you, you know, instead of having to call in and, and come up with the creativity in that way, you know. Right. There's absolutely parties. There'll be the people who are like, I'm never going back to the office ever again. There'll be all these other people who are like, Oh my God, I miss humans. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to work anymore. But the people that drive like out here that live in Moraga and have to drive two and a half hours of work every day, they're going to say, I think think it's going to be hard to go back to that. I mean, I know Scott, that was probably one of the best things you loved about shifting from your, work life to from from your traditional work life to consulting you know fortunately you know um qualia was really cool of like they they listen to you and let you build an office you know in a we work yeah closer to home yeah but But i remember when that happened you were like yeah eight eight, eight years or so seven years or so in austin i i watched my commute get worse every day going to downtown you know so i'm definitely loving that part and that, I mean, and that's an hour and a half of your life every day. That's five hours a week. That's, you know, that's 20 hours a month. That's, you know, 80 hours a year that you're just stuck in a fucking car. Yeah. No moss. No, I like the commute. No moss. That's a good commute. Yeah. So, so I did, I did see, someone told me the other day, oh, I was on a call today and someone said that all of this, this whole COVID thing is really a, an entire left-wing environmentalist lobby thing to help the earth heal, right? Imagine the fact that LA is not driving everywhere every day. I know. Well, they showed pictures right, from, of the air. Of, they've showed pictures from the atmosphere looking onto Italy and how, you know, the, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Right, like, like and that there's, there's salt back in the water and, oh, you know, yeah. fish and, you know, there is something great about that part. Yeah, there's something interesting there. Yeah. All right, guys, we got we got to we got to get going. It's nine nine thirty here, and I got to get my kids to bed. 
Oh, please. Like, it's first of all, it's a weekend. It's Saturday tomorrow. What are they going to go do? Nothing. I just want them to sleep past 7, 7 a.m. Yes. Really we all get it. On a break. Yeah. No, I disagree. They'll be fine. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. I feel you so much better now with your reassurance. <laughs> my kids Richard's on bedtime, duty. Yeah, you're on too. I'm here, Scott. So. It's good to see you guys. Yeah, it's been fun. In fact, I was going to say we need to set this up as a recurring meeting every Friday night. We should. Agreed. We should. Yeah. We're in. All right. And I promise we won't record it every time. <laughs> <laughs> good night, you guys. Cheers. Good night, guys. Cheers. <laughs>